Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his newsmaking interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Podcast1.com and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for streaming, downloading, favoriting, subscribing, listening to the podcast each and every week. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And hey, we start off the podcast this week with some sad and tragic news, which hit the rock world like a ton of bricks last Friday. And that is the news, the shocking, surprising news that Neil Peart, drummer extraordinaire from Rush, has passed away at the age of 67 years old. This was an utter, utter shock to me and everyone in the music world, as this was kept incredibly secret that Neil was battling an illness. And, of course, uh, even his death, which was actually three days prior to when it was made public, was incredibly kept secret. Uh, Not something easy to do at all in the world we're in today with social media and what have you. Uh, But Neil, you know, kind of makes sense because if anybody knew anything about Neil, you knew that he was a very private guy most of his life. He was not a guy that engaged in meet and greets, even didn't do many interviews at all. And that's the way he lived his life. Let me tell you, you know, I ha- I was have been a, Ru- a lifelong Rush fan. I have done countless interviews with Rush for TV and radio over the decades. I've gotten to know Getty and Alex quite well. And I also did one interview in 2006 with Neil Peart for television on VH1 Classic when I was a host there prior to that metal show. And it was the only time I ever met Neil. And it was an amazing experience, needless to say. And it was some, it was kind of, (laughs) you know, had become like urban legend that I did this interview because Neil just never did much, especially one-on-one TV interviews. So when I was, Given that opportunity 14 years ago, it was incredible. And I will never forget the day. And for 14 years, I've had a photo of Neil and I hanging up above my office. And 
for years, Rush fans would often, you know, see me, and and no matter what I've done in my career, they would always say, "Yeah, but you got Neil," <laughs> meaning that I was, you know, I had that interview because it's made the rounds on YouTube. Although it gets pulled down every time it seems to get put up for whatever reason, because I don't own it, Viacom owns it, whatever. It's ridiculous, but it it's made the rounds. And it was an incredibly memorable day, and I'm so lucky that I had the chance to spend time with Neil and meet him. And, you know, people often ask me what it was like to to have met him and spent that day with him, and it, it couldn't have been better. You know, he, he showed up completely alone, no handlers, no publicists. The interview was not about Rush. We were doing the interview about the latest book he had written at the time. And, of course, I'm sure we talked a little rush in it. But he was uh, just showed up, and we, di- we did a great shoot. And then I will never forget, after the interview, we went down the elevator because he smoked these clove cigarettes. And he said he wanted to have a smoke, and he couldn't smoke in the studio. So we went down on the street on, like, 37th Street at the time in New York our studio was at. And he said, come on, let's you know keep chatting. I just want to go out and have a smoke. And we stood on the street of in New York City for a good hour just talking, just two guys talking. And because he was so unassuming and didn't have an entourage and just a guy, it could have been anybody, he was not stopped once or recognized once. And we had a great, great afternoon. And you can see that interview. And, the you know, the only time Neil got weird, if you will, and sort of, you know, uh, recoiled a little bit, if if you if that's the word, was when people made a big deal out of him being Neil Peart. I mean, and the and like I said, nobody on the street recognized him, but there were people in our studio that, after a little while of being around him, were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you, dude!" And that's when you could just see him kind of turn off and not really like that and not you know be down with that (laughs) he just wanted to be one of the guys and he just was fine hanging out as long as he didn't make a big deal about it wonderful man very smart man and needless to say (laughs) changed the game as far as drummers a brilliant brilliant musician one of the all-time great drummers in the history of music without question, and obviously a a great writer and lyricist as well. So an enormous shock to the rock world last Friday when this news came down. And, you know, he was obviously inactive. He had not played drums for years. Um, My understanding is he did not know about his cancer during Rush's final tour, I kind of always maybe put together, hey, maybe he, I started to put together and think about since he passed away, maybe he knew he was sick, which is why he did that last tour. But apparently he didn't find out till a little bit after that. But it may explain why he was dead set against not going on the road again and why Getty Lee, who has been on my show countless times, has said, no, uh, 
you know, Neil, Neil doesn't even play drums anymore, doesn't even have drums in his house. The other thing about this that's so incredibly tragic is a few things. Neil Peart endured unspeakable tragedy in his life. His first wife died of cancer. He had a daughter who died in an automobile accident. And the entire Rush camp and their management office has had a tragic, sad history of members of the management staff or their families having tragic deaths with cancer. And uh, that is just an awful, awful thing. Some really good people there. The Rush camp and the Rush members of the band, you know, the three guys in the band, just some of the best people you could ever meet. And it's uh, incredibly sad and tragic across the board, some of the history there. And you know, this is just an unbelievable blow. Uh, so many of us held out some hope that, Maybe one day there'd be a show or a residency or a cruise or something that would reunite the three members of Rush. And now one of the most enduring, longing, long-lasting bands, never any drama, never any BS. The, the magic of those three people, one is now gone. And that is just devastating for all of us as rock fans any music fan, anyone. I mean, there's nobody you're going to find that is going to tell you for a minute that is remotely into rock music that Neil Peart was not a massive, massive influence. And by the way, if you watch that interview I did with him, for clarity purposes, so many people over the decades have mispronounced his name as Neil Peart. It is Neil Peart. If you watch the interview, that is the first question I ask him. Just kind of goofing around to break the ice. So rest in peace, Neil Peart. Uh, I, I emailed the Rush camp. I did get responses from some, including Alex Lifeson, who just sent me a black heart in return. I'm certainly respecting their privacy, but I wanted to let them know that I was thinking of them. Just amazingly nice people that I've done a lot with over the years and and really super special that I did have that moment back in 06 with Neil. So, um, you know, what this means for the future, what it means for potentially Getty and Alex ever doing music again, who knows? I'm sure that's probably not first and foremost on their thought right now. I'm sure they're grieving and taking this incredibly difficult as the fans are and Obviously, even more so having been, you know, a brother. This guy was a brother to them. But, uh, uh, you know, on behalf of all the fellow Rush fans, myself included in that category, and Neil's friends and family and Getty and Alex and the entire Rush office and operation, some of the great people there, sincere, sincere condolences. This was a staggering blow and an awful way to start a new year with this news. So I wanted to, you know, mention that at the time I am recording this open, I'm doing this uh, a little further in advance than normal from when it posts. So if you're listening to this on post day Thursday, I actually had to record this open last Friday. So just shy of a week before you're hearing it, am I recording this open so I don't know if there's new news or things have changed or anything that I can that's that's happened. I'm sure there may be statements and what have you, but 
just giving you a time frame for what I know at the time, because I'm actually recording this a few hours after learning of Neil's passing. I was on the air doing my daily volume Sirius XM show, which ends at 4 p.m. Eastern time, the live show. And as soon as I got off the air, I got a text from someone saying, just Neil Peart. And my response to that was, what about him? And then just floored to have been sent the news that rocked the world this week or this past week. So uh, we got to move on, though, and get to our business of uh, business and bringing you interviews and, and move on as, as the world must whenever tragedy happens and get to our interview this week on the podcast. As usual, all the interviews on the Eddie Trunk podcast come to you courtesy of my SiriusXM show, Trunk Nation, heard on volume on channel 106, live weekdays, 2 to 4 Eastern, replays every night, 10 to midnight Eastern, and on demand on the SiriusXM app. The day you're hearing this, if you are listening to it on post day, which is January 16th, I will be at the Rainbow in Los Angeles tonight, broadcasting live 7 to 9 Pacific from the patio at the Rainbow. My guests include Joe Satriani and also Jack Russell of Jack Russell's Great White. So come on out and join us at the Rainbow if you happen to be getting this and you're in Southern California. Everybody else, you can listen to the show as it happens. Social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, eddietrunk.com is the official online home. The interview I have for you this week is with Frank Domino and Punky Meadows from the band Angel. I brought you interviews from these guys before in the past, and uh, they have a new album out called Risen. I've said this many times, Angel is a band that people either absolutely loved and worshipped from the 70s, or sadly, because they never really broke in a huge way, have never heard of. But the original singer in the band, Frank Domino, and the original guitar player in the band, Punky Meadows, have now reunited together under the name Angel and released a new album called Risen and have been touring and will continue to tour, including more shows that have just been announced that they'll be going out and doing with stars. So I hope you enjoy this conversation, which happened a couple months ago, about six, eight weeks ago, prior to the new album coming out. You'll hear them talk about this new record, and the record is now, of course, available and released if you want to check it out. So get ready for that conversation. Danny Farrow also joins in on the conversation, who is a huge part of putting this whole thing together and a member of the band now as well. Uh, so many other things to tell you, so many other things to talk about. If you're in the U.S. and Canada, I really hope you join me every day on the radio show, and we can cover a lot of that there. But right now, on the Eddie Trunk Podcast, coming up, Frank and Punky from Angel, this week's interview. Enjoy. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Expeditiously with Tip T.I. Harris is starting off the new year with two amazing episodes you won't want to miss. First, he's talking with Tarji P. Henson, star of Empire, 
about her career in film and television. Then Tip sits down with Mike Tyson for a no-holds-barred interview that's both hilarious and informative. Be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast apps so you can get new episodes every week. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk with you on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. As mentioned, Frank Domino, Punky Meadows of the band Angel, my guest this week, talking about their new album Risen, their reunion together, and everything else. Hope you enjoy it. My good buddy, Mr. Frank Domino, is here. Good to see you, man. Great to see you. Get up on that mic so we can hear you, buddy. All right. How's there that? we go. Always funny when we got to tell lead singers to make sure they get up on the mic. <laughs> I'm a very quiet guy and thus I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> Punky Meadows is here. Good to see you, Punky. Hey, Eddie. How's it going? Yeah, and sure. Danny Farrow is here as well. Who, What's up, brother? I say Danny. Danny's like the linchpin of all things yeah, angel-related. Right. <laughs> Everything revolves around the orbit of Danny. If you really think about it, Danny is the reason why we're all sitting here, I think, right Danny now. has resurrected all of us. <laughs> he really is. It's the Danny oh, Farrow right. Resurrection Tour. <laughs> So, so, but Danny's story, I think, is really, I mean, even though Danny isn't, you know, wasn't an angel back in the day and doesn't have the, the history, your story in all of this is really important because you were uh, essentially such a huge fan of Angel. Oh, yeah. That sure. you went and sought out Punky initially and, of course, did that great record that you guys did together, thank which you. is yeah, what, thank you, thank two, you. three years ago? Yeah. Uh, four 2016, years ago. 2016, I guess. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah, 2016. Three, yeah. three years ago. So you yeah. got Punky. You know, for years people ask me whatever happened to Punky Meadows, where's Punky Meadows? Mm-hmm. So you get Punky back out there. You get right. some live shows going and that record you guys do together and all that, which is wonderful. Then my buddy Frank over here, yeah. who every time I go to Vegas, and we have so many, yeah. we're friends and so many mutual friends. Right. Uh, you did your own record, yes, which uh, came out what two years ago? Yes, three years, three years ago, so yeah. around the same time right. as Punkies. just before his came out, yeah. just before Punky's yeah. came out. Yeah. So now we got the lead singer of Angel doing a record. <laughs> we got the lead guitar player of Angel doing a record, and then of course Punky came through Vegas. You jumped up with him, right? right? Yes, yes, I did. Did the tower, and we yes, hadn't done that like call, in yeah. 30 yeah. years or something. Yeah. So that was a big deal. It was a lot of fun. That was cool. Yeah, it was fun. So it, it didn't good. take long. I don't think any genius could see the that this is really something stronger together, maybe. Let's get the yeah. team sort of together. Let's go mm-hmm. out and play. And as I said before you got here, you're now out under the name Angel, and right. you've done shows under the name Angel. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, in today's music environment, there is nobody that can be critical of you guys using the name because you have the original lead singer and the original guitar player. You've got bands out there with no original right. members or mm-hmm. maybe just the drummer using right. the name. Yeah, you've right. got the, the two you know, real front guys so, of the yeah. band here together. Well, and I also think when we started, we, we weren't trying to fool anyone. It was Angel featuring you know, Punky and Frank. So, I mean, we the, everyone kind of knew what was going on. It was the two of us playing some of our stuff, our solo stuff, and the angel stuff. And as we moved forward, kept moving forward, you know, we started to evolve and the the band started to click together more. So, I mean, you know, it was only the natural thing to do. You know, well, I mean, I think a lot of people were hoping that would happen and could see that happening yeah. with you guys both out there. So, let me ask you this: yeah. Why not? Did you? Because you and we all got together what that that award show in Vegas right, about right. three two three years ago, and I got all of you, the original right. band all in the same room doing a podcast, right. which we did a great interview at a great time, and at that point. Um, 
there seemed like the only guy that maybe seemed like he wasn't sure was Greg right. because Greg has a big business thing going on in his mm-hmm. whole other world these days. But now that you've put this together, you've got mm-hmm. six people in the band. Yeah. But did you think about uh, yeah, talking I, to Felix I, I think, or to Barry? I think the the time to do that uh, that would have been back then. And and if you don't move forward, you know, <laughs> then everything is is forgotten. I mean, I'm in touch with Barry all the time. He's my brother. I mean, I love Barry. I, I mean, I'll play with Barry anytime, anywhere. Um, I, I always try and get him to do some stuff with me locally and stuff. Uh, but, you know, Barry has different issues that he's working through. So uh, he really couldn't commit to do, doing this. And um, And with the other guys, it was like, it's more of like time cons- consuming or time constraints. So, uh, you know, putting the band together that we have now was the easiest thing to do moving forward. You know, I, I don't know what the future li- lies is, is ahead for us. Uh, I mean, right now the band is sounding great. Uh, Punky and I feel really good about it. We feel great about the album we just did. Um, but we're just moving forward. You know, I mean... Um, I, I don't I don't want to. It's not like we're leaving anyone behind. If anyone wanted to jump on at any time, it would have been when we had that award show. And really, it didn't click. Uh, we talked as, about that. At talked after, about I remember dis- distinctly after we did that interview, which was the first time you guys were all in a room together. I think for uh, in years you had said. But I remember I broke away, and I think I did another interview. I think D. Snyder or somebody showed yes. up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you, but you guys all went to dinner. Yes, because yeah. I remember you, Frank. You were yeah. saying, "Well, this is going to be interesting because we've never you know, right. sit down and had a meal together." And uh, did that dinner go well? It was well, yeah, great. Yeah. Actually, we discussed um, putting names back together. And Greg was really into it at the time. He said he didn't want to do it. And he said he was even thinking about because I always said we'd have to put money into Angel, you know, to 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 make it work. But Greg said he would be interested in putting money into it too. But then he just never followed up on it. So, and we talked about him guesting on the album too. But he just never followed up on it. So, well, that's, yeah, he, and, and I think that's the, that's the thing as far as following up on 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 the whole. Uh, well, having the real drive to really right, want exactly. to do it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because yeah. it's not it's not. Um, it's not 1978, unfortunately. This is, the, this is the, yeah, exactly right. I mean, and, and some people don't understand that, you know, some guys don't want to go back out there and do it again. They really don't. Right. They don't want to go through the whole thing of doing it. I mean, it would be nice if everyone could do it in their living room, but you can't. Yeah, right. they talk about it like they want to do it, but when it really comes down to doing it, you either shit or get off the pot, you know, you have to do it. And we just, you know, we love what we're doing, so, you know. And you got to be, you got to be willing to want to put the work in because yeah. it's not easy. No, it is People no. think... Uh, oh, we're going to get back out there. We're going to have a couple buses and a bunch of group yeah. people, yeah. and we're right. going to just roll in and roll out. You got to yeah. put a yeah. lot of it the just work. Just isn't in. like yeah. that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I see that all the time with people who have been in bands. There are artists who have, I get asked about every day. And haven't done anything in 15, 20, 25 years. And people ask me why I think that is, why I think that is. Because I have a theory that if you sit on the sidelines for a really long time and then you you get back in into the where the business is now and how the business works and you're not prepared to want to put that work and effort in it's hard. you you don't stand yeah. a ch- you're going to be hard. gone again in 30 yeah. seconds because Absolutely. you're gonna be, whoa this isn't what i remember it being Absolutely. Yeah. now yeah. punky you can speak to that cuz you are frank you continued to play I and continue, you were always yes. jamming in vegas right. you were kind of around it you knew what was where it was at but punky we've talked about this forever you were out of the picture for a long time so you got that itch to want to play again and now jumping back into the business as you 
you have for a few years. You made your own record. What What's your observations of where things are at? Well, you know, I always wanted to play. I mean, I, I never stopped playing guitar, as you know. You know, I played and wrote songs all the time, and I used to watch your show and say, I should be on the Eddie Trunk show. <laughs> you didn't know how to find you until Danny came and, along. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Danny, of course, Danny came along. We got the, we got and the, then the show got canceled once I know, started playing again. Well, you got to get that show back I on again. I, I, hey, but I got an interview on your podcast. That's right. That's right. But yeah, but once we, you know, you know, I had to kind of come to realization what the business was like too, as you said, now than it, than it was before. But once I, I did that and got it all together, you know, it was, it was cool. I mean, it's tough, but but it's worth it when you get them play on stage with the people. That's what we love doing. I love I love writing music and creating music, you know, and, yeah. and recording and playing. So we were when, just talking about this last night when the both of us are walking down the hallway to the hotel, and both of us are going, "Where the hell are the roadies anyway?" I know. <laughs> you were carrying all this gear. We're was all all this gear. Right. So good. It's I said, just Frank, the two of us now. I said, "Frank, remember the roadies? We even bring our luggage up to the hotel room, and now we got to carry our shit ourselves, man." But that's exactly my point. Yeah. Is there's going to be guys like you know. None of us are kids in this room, right? And, but they're right. Gonna... Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> We're big kids. But but the, you're absolutely right. But, but yeah. there are bands that, that that'll come back, like a band like you guys. Your whole history in the the the, the big era was the the seventies, right? And then you guys come back and they're like, um, okay, well, you know, where's the buses? Yeah. Like, where's my assistant? <laughs> right, where's right, the yeah. room service? The caterers? Yeah. Like, well, it's not yeah, like it that. You might be in a dressing room that's got no bathroom, so <laughs> right. take a piss now. <laughs> you know, it, it, it we still do the best we can. We do the best we can. We got we, we hire some people to help us out and that sort but of thing. But my you know? point is, you got. But if the mentality has to be right, and I'm not saying this is the case with any of your former members or anything like that. I'm just saying in general across the board that fans don't understand is right. the mentality has to be that you are you prepared do for it, it yeah, and you, you want to do, do it. You're yeah. doing it for the love of doing yeah. it again. Well, that's the thing. and it's, I think it's in our blood. It's not something that we want to do. It's something we have to do play, as far as playing goes, you know. And so you, you don't you know, you know, don't mind putting all that work. And we can play in a small 100-seater 100, 100 club and have just the greatest mm -hmm. time playing there as we can playing in front of 10,000 people because it's just we love playing for people and we like to get on stage and do it. So. You know, that's really what it gets down to, I think. Whether when you say about the drive, it's because you really have to you yeah, have to really want to do sure. it. I mean it's Absolutely. not something yeah. you know you just you just fantasize about. You gotta want to do it. It's the drive to yeah. want to do it and yeah. the drive in the van for the fifteen hours. <laughs> exactly. yeah. right. You gotta be able to do both. Exactly. Right. <laughs> when was the last time besides when I did that interview with you guys in that award show in Vegas a few years ago, yeah. when when was the do you guys remember the very last angel gig with the the big, you know, the big production, the big band, the, the well, whole. Well, I remember guys. the Last Angel show. That, what was that the was... very Last Angel show of that? Because you did a version of the band later. There was other, right. but I mean, of the 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 big production well, with all I'm, the guys. The last time Angel played, original Angel played, was uh, on the Marathon tour, and that was in um, eighty, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that was with uh, Mahogany Rush and uh, Humble Pie. That was cool. Um, so was that but, for the White Hot record? Or no, we, we, no, we no. weren't in costume. That was live we, without we weren't in costume then, that, though. That time. We weren't in we costume then, so we didn't do our so stage show then. we didn't do our then. stage show, But yeah. when was our last stage show? Yeah, yeah. what was the last big all-white stage show, the big... 79, know? was it? Yeah, probably 79, yeah. And I'm do you sure. remember anything about that? Well, the guy, the band stayed together, you just dropped the image. Right. Yeah, we dropped the the uh, the white, and uh, we didn't have the, we didn't have the logo talking because there was uh, there was too many bands on that marathon tour. So, uh, but that was going to be what was what was it? Bad publicity or the record right. was yeah. called? Yeah. That was yeah. the cover of that, and it became sinful, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so you're saying that the 
the the uh, because the bad publicity and the, the original cover for that, which was you guys out of the costumes, right. was event was scrapped to right. keep mm-hmm. the image of the white and right. all that. Yeah, Neil Bogart said, "I didn't sign a punk band. Get back in the studio and give me a pretty face <laughs> picture." Right, but what you're saying is, when you went out and toured, you eventually we, still did that. Yes. Well, you know yeah, what happened. We we, we 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 kind of felt like we were being typecast. As yeah. did Kiss. You know, they come in with the makeup, that sort of thing. So we thought we'd go out there and our in our rock clothes and all that, that sort of thing. But looking at hindsight, that was a mistake, really. You know, because well, the, you know, the kids it, missed us in the costumes. Did, you know, yeah, and, and when I and when I look at pictures of that, we looked like just like any other band. I mean, it was it's the our image is what made us stand apart from everybody else, which was so great. You know what I mean? Because I look at that image now and I say, wow, that was really cool. You know, back then I see pictures of us and just being in, in rock clothes, it was just. It was like it was. It was just mundane. It was like every other band around. I think so, you know you, you know. evolved too, and I think we probably would have went back anyway if we did a headlining tour. We probably would have went back to the costumes and the and the uh, and the big logo talking any, anyway. I mean that was a that was a, a different kind of tour as well. I mean, we Krebs did that. We, David Krebs did that tour for us. You know, yeah. and as you know, Krebs wanted to sign Angels so bad in the very beginning. You know, he. He got us on a, a conference call and said, if you guys don't sign with me, it's a mental masturbation, you know, all that kind of stuff. So Krebs was a really good guy. He likes us. He put, he put us on that marathon tour. Yeah. That Are you tour. guys, so for the longest time, we talked about the fact, and I talked about the fact, because I never saw the classic Angel lineup in the show. I was too young. I just never saw it. Yeah. But, and I always, like, lamented the fact, and so many others did, that there's no pro shot video of any of that stuff. Know, right? yeah. Suddenly, stuff starts coming out. Yeah, Danny, I, was, I sent yeah. you guys some yeah, links. You sent me yeah. some yeah. So, it's Stuff popping up on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, somebody found footage and is starting, and they're, they're putting, like, a website across it. Like, I don't know what the end game is that they're trying probably to accomplish Probably trying to get it. money to license it or something, you know? Yeah, but have you guys seen that stuff that's popping I have up? Seen, I've, I've seen, seen some it. of it, yeah. Now, there is a bunch of footage of us that... Who, what's his name, <clears throat> Danny? What is he? What's his uh, name? From oh 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 yeah, Kurt a lot of. He has some good footage. Really yeah. good Kurt, footage. Kurt is the is the yeah, collector yeah, and the arbiter of finding all that yeah. stuff. Right. So right. that I don't, but I don't know if the angel stuff was coming from Kurt that I saw posted online. He has but. that footage, and he has more that we've seen. Me and Punky uh, saw. I don't. Did you ever yeah, see I saw it, a little yeah. bit of it? He yeah. saw some of it, and. Uh, and uh, the stuff that's being out there, this is some guy had had this this footage that you're seeing, and once in a while he'll release a clip or two. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And, and then I- you sent me that that one clip. It was a long clip. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. I mean, it was great just to see it because I had never even seen outside of the stuff that's <clears throat> in the Foxes movie. Right. You know, I'd right. never actually even uh, seen it. And I was saying earlier, and I'm sure you guys agree with this, when you talk about the timeline of, of the original band and the look ending around 1980. Right. We, you, I'm assuming you'd agree that if you could have hung in there, you had no idea what was coming down the pike. But if you could have hung on in there a few more years with the birth MTV, of MTV, yeah. we yeah. could have been talking about a very different right. story yeah, right exactly. now. You agree? Yeah. Of course, Absolutely. we were definitely a visual band. You know, yeah. we were we were prime for MTV. But yeah. like you said, unfortunately, we broke up before MTV yeah. came came on. So, but yeah, we were prime for that. And the thing about MTV, it, it broke bands overnight. Before that, you know, you had to go out and tour. You know, like right. Kiss did. You had to tour every city for years and to get a, to build a following up. MTV comes along and they play you twenty four hours right. a day, all day long, and they break you overnight and like boom. that. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I just watched a documentary that's coming out on the birth of MTV oh, yeah. and uh, how it all came together and how it was launched in the earliest days. And yeah, they in the beginning they didn't they were just they play anything anybody sent right. to them yeah. because yeah. there was nothing. The yeah. same five or six videos over and over again. I mean Pat Benatar was one and I can't remember who yeah. else, but yeah. 
But it was exciting to see that, though, because before that, you couldn't see bands unless you watched Ed Sullivan or something back in the day. Yeah, and everyone had so many of your favorite bands. You figure, how many times have have people seen their favorite bands? You know what I mean? And you can't see them all at once. So when when MTV came out, it's wow. Mm -hmm. You can see like all your different bands. I just had had Billy Gibbons on this show on Monday from L.A., and he was saying, it's funny, it's in ZZ Top as a documentary coming out on them, and he was saying that, I mean, needless to say, MTV played an enormous role in ZZ Top's that whole wave of Eliminator, 10 million records or whatever. But he said that uh, he'll never forget hearing about MTV for the first time because he said he got a call from Frank Beard, the band's drummer, and like, turn on channel whatever. He goes, they're running some special for an hour and videos or something. And (laughs) and then Billy's watching. He goes, he's four, five, six hours in. He calls Frank back and goes, how long is this special run for? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was a channel. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just like a, what, an hour. Someone's playing an hour of music because we should get our stuff over to them. <laughs> and he's like, I've been up for two days. It's still on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, funny. oh, shit, it's actually a channel. That's oh, funny. That's Who awesome. knew? That's hilarious. Uh, speaking of video... Yeah. Have you got you guys? Of course, were signed to Casablanca back in the day. Uh-huh. There's a, uh, I'm hearing there's a movie coming out on Neil Bogart. Have you guys heard about this? <clears throat> I heard a little bit about. It. I read about it, but I haven't haven't heard much His more after that. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Yeah, I know. I know Gene Simmons was trying to put together a, a, a movie with, about Neil Bogart at one time, but that fell through the cracks. I guess. So I don't this know. is legit. This is this is happening. It's uh, started production very recently. I forget who they have playing Neil. Oh, they, so it's they, already started. Oh, oh yeah. oh yeah. They just started filming oh. it. Oh wow! And uh, I forget who they said they had playing. Neil Bogart in the in the movie. It's a biopic. Alex, see if you can Google that, we'll, and we'll come back with it after break. Uh, Google Neil Bogart biopic and see what you. Can I think get it's on called it. uh, Spinning Gold. Spinning Gold. Yeah, which I think is based on a book about Neil Bogart, which I couldn't find, but somebody said there's a book. Yeah, it's a really cool book that, to read. Yeah. But there's this. It's about him being this sort of P.T. Barnum character. Back yeah, he was a great day. guy, Neil. I love. Yeah, he was cool. I love Neil. He was awesome. I didn't. I didn't remember him at all. But I. I mean, I didn't know him at all. But yeah. people have said that he was quite a character yeah. too. Well, he started Casablanca Records. He he was in. He ran his credit cards up, and he had, I think, a Johnny Carson album out or something like that. You know, uh-huh. he was about to go under, and then, of course, he got he had signed up Kiss, and but they hadn't broken yet either. It took them four or five records to break. And then he got Donna Summer, and of course that stuff started to break. And then the Alive album came out. And then next thing you know, he was the Golden Boy of Hollywood. I mean, he was huge. And well, he was. Uh, he also had Buddha Records, which was huge before. Yeah, yeah, before right. Casablanca. Casablanca right? Yeah. And he hung with you guys. When you think about it, by I mean, he hung in there with oh, you absolutely. guys, right? I mean, how yeah. many studio oh, yeah. records were there? Six. Yeah. Uh, five studio. Five in the live one. In the live one. So that's a pretty. I mean, given yeah. that you guys didn't have the multi platinum, absolutely huge shit thing, yeah. that's a pretty long commitment. It he was. believed in us. Yeah, he really he believed in us. We yeah, sat yeah. down with him at the, at, the, at the last time we had a meeting with him. He said, you know, he was going to forgive the debt that we had. He says, you guys are going to win the war. He, you know, he believed in us. But once he got the axe. You know, Casablanca fell apart, and that he was the heart and soul of Casablanca, and so that that's what did us in there. But and Neil was Neil was a great guy; he really was cool. Now I think Universal owns yeah. the catalog, right? Because yeah, didn't they do an Angel box set recently? Yeah, of all they the did. Records? Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Were you guys involved in any way? No, no, no. they yeah. don't. They don't call us. <laughs> did you get a copy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, no, I, I got to buy a copy. They sent me. They sent me about. 
10 copies here. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I'd love I to. I got them to a copy. I, I, yeah. I'd love to get it. I don't even know where to get it because I yeah. saw it online, but I just, uh, I, I guess, like anything, Amazon would probably have it, but I, I haven't seen so, it in yeah. a store or anything. Yeah. But what did they do to it? Did Danny, is there anything else? Uh, it's it? not remastered, uh, but it sounds, you know, it sounds good. They got. They got some. Uh, I think Dave Dave Reynolds. Uh, I think oh, oh Dave Reynolds stuff. did the copy. I'm not on positive the back. if he yeah. did it for that album. Uh, you know, because there's so many. The Rock Candies now is putting out well, White Hot, Sinful, yeah. and Live Without a Net. I heard about that. So yeah. so Rock Candy, which I is think a Dave British Reynolds reissue has more label. to do with that. Yeah, I yeah. forget who does it. I'll, I'll show it to you. But Rock Candy, which is a British label that does CD reissues and does great stuff, uh, yeah. Derek Oliver owns that. Yeah. yeah, and they've I think they now have because they've done the first two records. Yeah, they did. So yeah. I think that, and that was a nice package actually. That's uh, the first two records that they did. Yeah. So yeah. now I think they're going to end up having the whole catalog, and they really do nice packages. Yeah, yeah they do. They'll do new interviews with you guys. They'll right. remaster. As I best think you they guys. Can. Yeah, you guys did. Uh, remember, I said with Dave Reynolds, you guys did a little. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I talked with Dave yeah, Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is there any stuff on the Live Without a Net that didn't make the record? Uh, is there any extra I'm songs? sure there is, but I don't know. It's been so long, I can't remember. Yeah. It would be great if they you found know, we, like, some extra we did tracks. A, I know. Uh, off that, um, that that tour, we did uh, So Cold and, and a couple right. of other tunes that, some demos we, were, that, we, did. that we were going to do on the next album, and we played them live. <laughs> So I don't know if it's on. It might be on the, on that uh, on the. Might be an outtake out there. I'm not sure. Those hmm. demos are out there, though. I've yeah, those demos are out there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about what's happening now, which is. Well, wait. What did you find out about Alex about the Neil Bogart film? Neil Bogart biopic, Spinning Gold. Oh, I found out a bunch about it, but there's a long article to dig into. Okay. So, but, but it's does it have a te- uh, it's in production now, I think, right? It is in production now. Um Samuel L. Jackson heads the cast. There's going to be a bunch oh, wow. of people no. doing Neil was white, I think. No, uh, he can't be he, Samuel L. Jackson can't be playing. <laughs> no, no, no. Neil. There's, there's, playing there's a whole um, bunch of people involved. In it. <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be there's going to be cameos from people playing people obviously in these acts kiss parliament village people isley brothers gladys knight bill withers curtis mayfield they don't say angel uh, <laughs> who's not... playing punky and frank <laughs> we, better ring them, we better ring them up somebody yeah, you... better get on it now it's in production danny we gotta get you're the, kid, you're the lynch kid. Get, in there. On the get on the phone of hollywood right now <laughs> so samuel jackson's gonna play george clinton Keenan Thompson is playing Barry Gordy. Jason Isaacs is playing Al Bogert, which is uh, his father. Jason Derulo is Ron Isley. The list goes on and on and Who's on. Who's playing on. Neil Bogart? I'm trying to find it. There's there's a lot I in there. I thought somebody told me Neil Patrick Harris, but I could be wrong. I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, maybe you're right. It, it's you're it's right amazing that that's not at the top of the article. But yeah, I think I they it's just crazy, announced that. Neil Patrick Harris is playing Kiss co-manager Bill Oh, oh, yeah, oh that's right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out in the break, though. Does Gene have 5% on the movie? Or I'm anything? sure he does. <laughs> you, if you're saying kiss in the movie, I'm getting a cut. That's right. But you know, biopics are all the rage now. Everybody's looking to do a biopic. Yeah. And I don't, I, when it first hit me, I'm like, who, is there going to be a lot of people interested in a biopic about a record executive? I mean, unless you really follow the music industry, yeah. nobody knows who Neil Bogart right. is right. in the general public. It's not like the Queen movie. It's right. Like, so I, I don't know where the audience is for this, but somebody said that the story is going to be so compelling that the, they'll find a way to sell it. So, yeah. Should be and interesting. Ho- Hollywood is all hopped up about anything that's a music biopic that they can do. I was just, I'm in LA every month and it's all I hear from the people. And, and I've met some producers that are 
looking to do biopics on bands right now. So wow. Wow. Uh, until a couple fail yeah, and know, don't the, make money, and the bottom the, falls the, the out. The Queen thing went so well. Now everyone wants to jump on the on the uh, the Queen one, the yeah. Elton one. Yeah. Although I didn't like the Elton one, but the Elton yeah. one did well. Yeah. And then the Motley Crue one. Motley Crue, nobody yeah. really knows how that did because it was Netflix, it was Netflix so there's yeah. no stats. But by all accounts, it did well. Right. Yeah. So we know if Hollywood sniffs sniffs some money, just like mm-hmm. the music industry, they're going to chase it, and that's exactly. what they're doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll get a break. We'll come back. We'll do more with Danny. Uh, Punky and Frank. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Let's get back to more of my conversation with Punky Meadows and Frank Domino of Angel on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. New record. New record. New record. Coming in October. Tell us about it. When did it come together? Who Now, you guys start playing a little bit together, and you yep. guys go out and played live. First thing that happened was you went and played live. By the way, I just have to say this for the record. Um, if anybody follows my travel schedule and what I'm doing, it's, it's insane. The last three, four years have been the most insane schedule of my life on the road. And I'm blessed to have all the work. Trust me, I'm not complaining. But... Every time <laughs> you guys have say, played yeah. in my backyard, yeah, it's like by design, <laughs> just so you know, it is nothing personal. Oh, no. I love you. That's why you. I welcome you on my show every time because I love. I wouldn't let you in here if I didn't like you. Well, your best friend was Eric. Eric uh, is your there brother. all the time. My brother. Your always there. at the shows, there all the time. Yeah. Every, and they all come back. They, yeah, the guys were asking about you. I'm like, you did tell them I'm in like yeah, LA yeah. or Florida or Houston or That's Oklahoma hilarious. or whatever. It's just the timing has sucked but i will get there and i want to get there and uh now it's maybe it's better i stay away because it seems to be building (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) it's back to the angel thing now so which is really cool but the vibe of you guys the decision tell me about the decision because as i said you were out individually doing your own things where did and then you started doing some stuff together when was it just was it a conversation? Was it a meeting? Or is it just like, yeah. this makes sense, let's just do it? Well, I think we talked about it the, the last time we were on the show. I said it's the, you know, it was the natural progression, I think, for us to, to do the next thing, which was to make a record and, yeah. and write together and see what happens. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you keep playing the same stuff. So you want to, you want to grow a little bit more. And, uh, Instead of doing our own individual records again, we decided let's make an, like like write, the three of us write some stuff mm-hmm. and uh, make another uh, uh, record, uh, an angel record. And Danny got out and got us a deal with Cleopatra, so uh, yeah. you have to give him his props. You, know, yeah. you don't have uh, to. Tom Kiefer's new record yeah, coming out Cleopatra. on Cleopatra. Yeah. He was just t- raving about good the song too. I heard that. Yeah. He was just t- he was just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. that because he was here a week or two ago. So he was saying great stuff about that label. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're great, great people, label, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, been Brian great and us, Tim, yeah. awesome people. You yeah. know, we all had a conference call and. Yeah. Uh, it worked out great. They're really good guys, and they're really and, excited yeah. about the band and us. They love the band, so it was a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Because we were looking at other companies too, but these guys were just so into us, and that's what you want. You want somebody that's really into the band. Well, and wait you know. till you hear these guys on the album. I mean, Frank never sounded better, and Punky's crazy man all over. I mean, this it's great stuff. It's uh, we, what's the we title got of the record again? Risen, Risen. Right. You know, we got together us three, wrote fifteen brand new songs. We worked really hard on it, and uh. 
And, and and we couldn't even pick one to release today. We, fi- we figured we'd mix it, do a little heavy and, and melodic. But there's so much on this album, you know. It's uh, it's got from uh, real melodic to really heavy. You know, it's it's got everything. It's so, very diverse. It's yeah. always was. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really yeah, diverse. But we mixed it all into one almost. You know, you yeah. know, you got the from the beginning they were a little heavier than they yeah. went to. A, so right. we utilized that and made you know let's let's do it all. You know, so we the fans. I, I believe any Angel fan will find something on this album that they're really going to love, if not all of it. I think they'll love all of it. But, you know, these guys sound amazing. The band really kicked ass. You got Charlie Calv on keyboards, Steve O'Jane on bass, Billy O'Rico on drums. Who I you know, know Billy and, for uh, years. Yeah, yeah, so these guys all did a great job, and, and we're really proud of the album. And, and you're back to wearing the white, right? Yeah. 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 The album's very diversified, too. It's the kind of album you can put on and listen from the beginning to the end, because it, it just goes up and I mean, it's all over the place. It's, everything's so different on it that it's... It's, it's fun to listen to. It's a fun album. Now, are you? I know you're doing the white again. Are, is there any? I mean, I know it costs money to yes. do the stage production stuff, but is that a goal down the line? If this keeps going and progressing, and money comes in, would you like to bring yeah. some of those elements in if you can? I, I would love to. I mean, I, I you know I don't know which ones of the which which one of the elements we'll bring in, but yeah, I mean, you know, like anything else, we're you know we're progressing as we go along. It's almost like and starting I, over. Again, yeah, right. The early yeah. days. Well, you know, yeah. technology has come a long way too. So there's so many things you can do on stage with lighting and all kinds of things now with scrims behind you. So there's all kinds of things you can do now for for shows. You know, right? It would probably be a lot easier to make the yeah. talking head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And yeah. it was, a, was it Warren that. Etner's <laughs> right. face. Yeah. On yeah. We were just talking was. about that. He yeah. had a gap between his teeth. I think maybe that was really David Letterman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's God. Awesome, man. Well, this the stuff sounds great. The record comes out in October. You can pre-order it now, right? Yes, you yeah, can. On Amazon, so go to Amazon. Yeah. Is that where to, yeah. to get it? In yeah, fact, I believe uh, the song Under the Gun will be on iTunes tonight, so look out for that. Uh, if you hear, in a sec. Yeah, if yeah. you yeah, for sure. So the the song will come out. Are we playing? Is this like sort of a premiere? Yeah, the this song? is a yeah, premiere. No oh, one's wow. ever heard yeah. nothing. No, no, right. no one's heard anything. Yeah. No one's heard nothing, yeah. man. Cool. Well, we're going to play a song for everybody that they can hear a brand new Angel song now. Um, really, the first song to come out under the Angel name in a really yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah. And and just the, the last thing before we play the song, the writing, you guys probably, Frank and Punky, hadn't written together in a really long no, time, no, right? No. Now, you each guested on each other's right. records yeah. recently. But to actually sit down and write and a write record. write together, yeah. Come back like riding a bike or what? Oh, yeah. yeah it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. I mean, yeah. you know, writing is, fu- is a funny thing. Some songs write themselves quickly. Right. Other songs you got to spend a little more time on, you know. But yeah. I mean, everything came out great. And so he did an amazing job on, on writing the lyrics and stuff. And, and really, really good. So yeah. we're excited. And the other thing is you're you're quickly about to hear is that both of you guys – can still do what you what have do. done yes. well. <laughs> Even better. I think it's better myself. Punky's playing yeah. Frank's voice. I mean, just yeah. just killer. So yeah. that's a good thing. If we're talking about a band coming about, oh, man, these guys, I mean, they still have it. Do they still have <laughs> yeah. it? So you're about to hear, you know, and if people have seen you live, you can absolutely yeah. still do it, which right. is great. You still yeah. giving vocal lessons, Yes, Frank? I am. In yeah. Vegas, you yeah. do that? Yeah, I started doing some stuff on Skype too, which was uh, challenging at first, but I got a handle on it now. So it's it's yeah, it's it's always fun. Doing vocal lessons reminds me of what I got to do again too. Is you know, it's a, it's a reminder. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. I, man, I wish I, I got to take some lessons. I wish absolutely. I, could <laughs> I wish I could do anything, man. I wish I could just play, smoke you on the play, water. You don't play guitar, nothing, or bass or nothing. nothing. I can't. That's why I do this, Danny. <laughs> you, do this, you do this really well, though. So be proud oh, yeah. of that. Thank you, but. I 
I've got yeah. all these artists who give me cool guitars and stuff. They're hanging on my walls. <laughs> I could just play a just a plink one note, you know. <laughs> Actually, an episode of my uh, the sh- I was just telling you I was just in Vegas, yeah, and I shot an episode of this access show that I'm doing, which you guys said off. We were talking off air. Yes, I was wearing an angel hat. <laughs> And one yeah. you guys said you heard of that. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that was so yeah, cool. Yeah, I saw the picture. So this yeah. show I do on Access TV, I did this uh, this show, Trunk Fest. I, I did an episode in probably the most non-rock one I've ever done, <laughs> which was at a festival called Hangout. If you watched it, it aired a couple weeks ago. It was on a beach, 19-year-old people running around, EDM, Cardi B, and I'm doing all my host raps wearing an angel baseball. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's Just cool. as a message to the rockers, I'm still yeah. with you guys. That's, that's cool. That's and awesome. uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys heard about it because yeah. I yeah. did as well. I got like a bunch of emails like, is that an angel logo on there? Huh? That's awesome. And that's then cool, the next though. question was, where do I get yeah, one? And right. I said, I don't know because I don't know who gave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's custom some up made. Then, I guess, right? Yeah, we're going to have to get some. But I think yeah. that was a fan that actually made that thing and gave it to me at you could be that right. Was really yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was, was impressive. We really yeah. dug that. We love you, man. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, was it was cool. my way of saying it's nothing personal about not making the shows, guys. Look, yeah. I'm representing on TV, too. <laughs> you mentioned off the air, in addition to all the new original songs like we just heard, you actually did a re-record of Tower. Yes, the, of the Tower, tower. Yeah. Yep. And what what did now? I haven't I had a chance to listen to it yet, but did you do anything dramatically different to it? It's a little heavier, I guess, yeah. probably sounding because, of course, recording's different now than you, was back you know then, what but. is different. Uh, it's got the parts that were on live without a net yeah. incorporated into the studio version now. Oh, okay. So like, there's a heavier part in live without a net in the be- in the middle, and also it's got a cool little keyboard intro that's in there. You know, when the music kicks in, mm-hmm. so we we put that in there. But they kind of wanted to, us to keep it close to the original as well for licensing and stuff. Very cool. All right, we got some people that want to say hi. We got a few minutes here before we have to wrap up, so let's get to these phone calls of Angel fans. I want to say hi to you guys. We start with Tim, who's in Dallas. Go ahead, Tim. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Tim? Hey, not not much, not much. Hey, where was the Angel at Midnight reportedly filmed? And the reason I ask is I got a gig poster from Randy Gregg, who got it from you, Frank. Yes. And it's for Santa Monica Civic Center in 76, and it actually says Angel at Midnight. Yeah. And was that the show? That was the show. That was the very first Angel at Midnight show, yeah. And then we did some filming, too, on on a stage lot, too. And also we did some filming. Well, that was for the... the, the supposedly movie that oh, right, never yeah. was Found. was Angel was Angel at Midnight the movie or no no Angel that? at Midnight was just the the show well, we did well you did a we, show at midnight did, yes and we, we went on stage at midnight at Santa Monica Civic uh, okay so. all right well there you go thank you Tim uh, let's say hello to uh, let's see here Dave who's in Pennsylvania has been waiting a long time go ahead Dave Dave hey guys how you doing pretty um, good. Eddie, you kind of stole my thunder. I was going to ask about the uh, Neil Bogart biopic, but I have some other questions. Oh, sure. Okay. I'm curious if you guys ever toured with Kiss. No. Never played no. with Kiss. No. Kiss would not let you us think? play with them. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, Punky yeah, has told that story yeah. before because Gene, of course, had a, uh, those guys, you know, saw you guys early on, suggested yes. you to Casablanca and yeah. all that. But there was like a mandate is that band's never playing with us, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah and I think it was, you know, we're on the same label. It's just, you know. It's, well, Neil uh, called us back after we, we, we were, you know, getting that, looking for the record deal. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'll sign the band side unseen because Gene Simmons says under no circumstances will Angel ever open for a kiss? Yeah. <laughs> that's a ba- that's a nice badge of honor to wear for sure, man. That's pretty cool. Let's say hello to yeah, Bill. It's cool that it doesn't pay the bills. Well, so. it didn't help you. Yeah, <laughs> Bill in Jersey. 
Hey, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, uh, uh, Punky. Yeah. Did you meet Jimi Hendrix at, at Electric Lady Studio? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, it wasn't Electric Lady. It was a record plant. I, I happened to be in uh, New York one weekend when I was just a kid, and and Hendrix came walking. See Paul scene, um, and Rick Derringer was playing. Was the was the house band there, and Hendrix came walking in. And he had just lost Mitch Mitchell and Red and all Redding, so he was looking for a, a band to, to record. So he knew we were in a band. So he invites up to the studio for th- three days. So we were um, in the studio with Jimi Hendrix, and I mean, it was like a dream come true because Hendrix was a god to me, you know. And it, it was just the, the coolest time of my life. But yeah, it was awesome, man. Did you actually? Did, did get he to- keep asking you about your name? Where did you get that name? Because that's what I read. Where did I've, you get the name Punky? I've had that my whole life. I mean, my my parents were nickname prone, I guess. But I, there's pictures of me Punky at one, Punky at two. You know, oh, so, really? Yeah, I've had that Your my whole. Your parents life. called you Punky. Yeah, I've had that my whole life. I was born with with that name, so you know. That is wild. That was made up. <laughs> Wow. There's also a book out called Punky, A Mouse for a Day. <laughs> Pick it up. It's really cool. It's about this mouse. Every day he gets bigger and becomes a squirrel the next day, then you know a dog wow. the next day, and he gets bigger and bigger. Until finally, at the very end, it's a question mark. How big will he get? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, thank you for that call. Let's say hello to Chris, who's in St. Louis. Hey, Chris, you're hey, on Chris. with the guys in Angel. What's going on? Hey, Punky and Danny. It's your buddy Chris from uh, Contamination Fest. How are you? Hey, what's hey, up, brother? What's up, man? How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. I just want to tell you guys congrats on the new record. I'm very proud of you. I knew this was something that was going to happen. Oh, thank, thank you, you so man. much. Thanks a lot. I, Appreciate I, it. I, I'm, I'm really, really happy for you, and I'm, I'm imagining that this is probably going to be something that all of us are going to be just completely blown away by. Oh, you will be. It's awesome. And we're going to be out that way pretty soon out in the Midwest again, too, and we're also doing the well, uh, West Coast, so we'll be out there. Oh, well, I, I'll be looking forward to hanging out with you guys again. Cool, awesome, hey. man. Take care, Chris. Good talking to you. Thanks, hey, Chris. Yeah. Did All you, right, we'll see you. All right, man. Uh, Angel, back in the day, your biggest audiences in America were the Midwest. Was that where you did really yeah. well? Midwest yeah. and the East Coast, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And yeah. the East Coast. Yes. Well, you know, the Midwest is where everybody toured, started the tours, because Midwest, you know, Cleveland rocks. I mean, that's, the Midwest was the best for all bands, yeah, because really they was, would, you yeah. know, that was just, they just love Saint rock Lewis, and roll. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Cleveland, the rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame is out there. I mean, yeah. the Midwest was the best, it really was. I remember talking to Scott Gorham of Thin Lizzy and asking him about what, you know, about touring back then, and he said, we did great until we saw water. I said, what do you mean? He goes, east and west coast, nobody gave a shit. As long as there was no oceans, he said, we did great. That's funny. Great business in the middle of the country. That's funny. He said, as long as we saw no ocean on the waters, we were all good. We were pretty pretty cool on both west coast and east coast, so people dug us. I just saw, somebody sent me a photo of the Palladium here in New York City, which I went to shows at as a kid. It's no longer there. And the marquee was, I think it was, uh, I don't remember what order, but it was Angel. Oh, Angel Judas Priest? No, it was Angel Stars oh, Piper. Piper, right. Oh, yeah. Piper, yes, we, we, right, yes. We, we would have yeah. headlined that. We yeah. had I believe you did. Yeah. And Billy Squire's first band, which I still love those two yeah. records. Yeah. And Angel Stars, I was like, man, if I could have a time machine, I would love to see that show. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great venue of yeah, that place. It, was. Really, it was, was really awesome. Yeah. It was a cool place. I would love to have seen that show. Jeff, uh, go ahead, Jeff, in Ohio. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good to talk to you guys. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's happening, Jeff? Uh, not too much, man. I'm lifelong Angel fan. I'm actually sitting cool. in a Target parking lot. Ah. <laughs> oh, cranked. Oh, man. You're waiting until October 4th for the album to come out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to sit yes, in Target. Yes, <laughs> in Target. He's pre-ordering in Target. Right <laughs> He's going to be sitting in that parking lot till the 4th, right? <laughs> That's but, awesome, uh, man. Quick, yeah, quick question. When you guys do tour in the United States, 
please, please, please don't bypass Cleveland. Please. We'll play anywhere. <laughs> Believe me, it's not, it's not up to us. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not up to us. I mean, we'll, we're ready to play anywhere and, 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 and anyone who wants us will go there. But, That's the uh, same old story I tell fans yeah. all the time. You guys don't pick where you play. The, yeah. It's where right. the offer is. Right. Two more quick calls before we run out of time. I want to get these folks in. We only have two minutes left. Steve in Michigan. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, guys. Funky and Frank. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Oh, uh, how you doing? Good. I've been a huge fan since the early days. Cool. Cool. My, Real quick, uh, Steve, favorite, go ahead because I'm Angel. short on time. I, my favorite uh, Angel album is White Hot. Are you guys doing Under Suspicion on this tour? Not on this tour. We almost we almost, <laughs> did. almost we did. We worked it up. But we, there yeah. wasn't enough time for that, but we almost did it. We worked it up. It sounded great. But it, um, It'll probably be on one of the tours, but uh, it's not on this one, this particular one. Sorry. That's a great song, though. It's a cool but hang song. in there. <laughs> <laughs> Eric in New York, real quick, Eric. Yeah, Punky, I want to ask you something. You you made an album before Angel by a band called Bucks. Right. We Come to Play was the name of the album. Does Eddie know about that album? And if he doesn't, he needs to get a copy. I've never it's heard it, but record. I'm aware of it. But I've actually never heard it. it. Yeah, that was Ralph it's Mormon. A great that, record. That was Ralph Mormon, the singer who later. Joe Perry Project. Right after yeah. after that, and Ralph and I worked together for a long for a couple of years. Um, and it was originally the band was called Daddy Warbucks, but we couldn't use that name, so it was shortened to Bucks. But uh, yeah, the, and, and uh, Jack Douglas produced that album, so uh, that was a fun album. And Ralph, of course, is a great singer. So wow. All right. Well, great guys. Thank you, man. This was so much fun. Thanks to Frank and Punky from Angel. Check out their new album, Risen, which is out now. Appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to follow on social media, at Eddie Trunk. And Twitter would be the one that I'm most active. There's also an Instagram. And there's also a fan page on Facebook. And EddieTrunk.com is the official online home. If you're an all-access member of my website, you can hear my terrestrial radio show on demand whenever you'd like. And be sure to check me out every day on Sirius XM Volume 106. Monday through Friday live, talking rock with you, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. Replay every night, 10 to midnight Eastern, and on demand on the SiriusXM app. And if you happen to be in L.A. tonight, Thursday, January 16th, I will be at the Rainbow broadcasting live 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific with guests Joe Satriani and Jack Russell from Jack Russell's Great White. Hope you guys have a great week. Rest in peace, Neil Peart. And I'll see you guys next Thursday back here on the podcast. Oh, and thanks to Katie Irizarry, as always, she is the producer. See you guys. Have a good week.